temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Long on a fastball inside. He takes it down the line to right and gives the Brewers a 1-0 lead. Hear that on NBC Sports Chicago. This is Hit and Run on a Sunday morning on 670 The Score here in Chicago. Robbie Makloff in for Matt Spiegel this now afternoon in this portion of the show is being broadcast live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We'll uh, have a tribute to Hawk Harrelson, who just, just made his speech, accepting his induction into the Hall of Fame out there in Cooperstown, and rightly so, a tribute to Hawk, produced by the great Chris Tanhill, coming up in uh, just a little bit. Before we wrap things up, make way for Cubs baseball, 12:45 pregame, 121st pitch between the Cubs and the D-backs, right here on 670 to score with Zach and Ron on the call. But joining us to talk about that uh, Brewers-White Sox series from the other side of things, he covers those Brewers for The Athletic. It's a pleasure to welcome in Will Salmon. Will, how are you this Sunday afternoon, my friend? Ben, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Always good to talk with you. Always a pleasure, Will. Uh, we, we were talking before we brought you on from, from the White Sox side of things, but from, from the Brewers side of things, were you looking at this series between these two first-place teams as as some kind of measuring stick for for either team or or a potential World Series preview or or your mind not quite there yet, Will? Oh no, totally, totally. I, I thought it was I thought it would be a great measuring stick, particularly for the Brewers, because you know what we've learned this year is they have a tendency to really sort of I don't want to say like play down or get up for certain games, but we do see them sort of rise to the occasion on like these high profile type matchups. They seem to really play well. If you recall that series against the Cubs before the Cubs spiraled, um, that was you know, but they were pretty much neck and neck there for a little while. And then you know the uh, the Brewers pulled off a couple of uh, memorable wins, and and that was that so far. But yeah, then you know a couple of days ago they they uh, slumbered through the Royals series um, and just lay an egg in those two games and. You know, it just goes to the point where it's like, you know, sometimes they, they show up and sometimes they don't particularly offensively. So, yeah, I was curious to see what they look like against a really good starting rotation um, and how their arms matched up against those and just how their bats would respond, um, if at all. And so far they've had. Talking with Will Salmon of The Athletic, he covers the Brewers here on Hit and Run, Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel. And I was I was saying also before the break that it, when when you look at this series, and a lot of White Sox fans might be looking at how they've lost the last couple days, and it was it was Tyrone Taylor with the Grand Slam a couple nights ago, and then it was Rowdy Tellez with, with the two home runs yesterday. And 
If you're a White Sox fan, haven't been following this Brewers team all season long, you might be expecting to get beat by a, by a Christian Yelich or a Lorenzo Kane or maybe by that great starting staff, but not by a Rowdy Tellez or, or a Tyrone Taylor. But that's that's sort of been the M.O. of this Brewers team all season long, especially offensively, is kind of a different hero every day or every few days, right, Will? <laughs> yeah, it's been like whose week is it or whose month is it this time around? We can go up and down the list. I mean, there, in April, there were days where Billy McKinney carried this team, and that guy's now on, what, his third team trying to make fans in every American city, it appears, uh, now with the Dodgers. But, um, yeah, it's been a different guy every single time. Recently, it was Jace Peterson. Now maybe it's Rowdy Tellez. Um, and that would be a welcome sight just because they have not gotten any consistent power from the first base position. And if he can get rolling um, with some consistent time, and that thing that makes things a lot of lot interesting for the roster composition and, and what you could kind of look for at the trade deadline uh, as we're a few days away. But yeah, certainly not the guys that you'd envision um, performing at a high level for the Brewers in these games and these wins. But like you said, it has been their mo. It's been different people, and it usually has been like the guy you least expect sort of stepping up in a big time for them. Will, when you when you look at this series, have you been in the building at, at American Family Field for the first two games of this series? Yeah, I have. I've been there both okay. days. I, 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 you, you and I are familiar with each other. I, I'm a Chicago transplant working in Milwaukee, lifelong Cubs fan, and I, I, I get a lot of I get a lot of hate, not real hate, but you know, baseball sports type hate for the Chicago Cubs and Cubs fans coming up to take over Miller Park or what's now American Family Field and calling it. Wrigley Field North, and and I try to remind Brewers fans that, man, there was a time where it was these White Sox that you all hate. Like, there was a deep, deep hatred between the Brewers and the White Sox and Brewers and White Sox fans and fights regularly breaking out in the stands at the old Comiskey or at the old County Stadium. What's been the atmosphere at American Family Field so far this weekend? Because I know... White Sox fans have invaded that stadium based on what I've seen on social media and just on my TV watching the games. <laughs> it's been very loud and terrific. It's hard. If you close your eyes and a big play happens, you wouldn't be able to tell which team it's for, really. Um, the White Sox fans have been very present, and they've been very loud, and it's been pretty cool. You know, I know like Brewers fans may take that a little bit personally, but like it just makes like rational sense. You know, I've talked about it with a couple of people. Um, I mean, it's a short drive. The White Sox are a great team. They got a large fan base. Um, so, like, why not make the trip? And I've seen a lot of White Sox, White Sox fans just in my neighborhood here in Milwaukee, um, just whether it's at a restaurant or, you know, just at a store or whatever. It's just cool to see. Um, it's cool to see both the, both the teams in first place battling it out. And it's been a, an electric atmosphere. Like I said, it's you close your eyes and you don't know who's who, who the what happened, like what was the result of the play because both sides are – very passionately loud um, during the whole series so far. I totally expect that to continue uh, tonight as well. Has everybody kept it pretty much pretty much clean and and safe, or are we are we seeing like back in the day brawls breaking out across American Family yeah. Field and, and security scrambling to stop it? Man, I've been looking for them, but they haven't they haven't really appeared. Like <laughs> if they've appeared, they haven't like been like those type of like wipeout all section brawls, right? That, right. Like, you see from certain city, like Mets Phillies comes to mind. Like I feel like you could like place like a, a good bet on like an over under of like three or four of those happening. But so far, like if they've happened, I haven't really caught them just because they haven't been like that whole section type brawl situation. So probably a good thing, I guess.
I'm talking to Will Salmon, covers the Brewers for The Athletic here. Rami Makhlouf filling in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run with you on a Sunday afternoon. Cubs baseball coming up, 1245 pregame, 120 first pitch as they take on the Diamondbacks. When you look at these two teams, the Brewers and the White Sox, I was saying earlier, Will, that I, I kind of see mirror images of each other in some sense. Great starting rotations, bullpens that are pretty strong at the back end, have some questions in the middle, and offenses that that have struggled and, and have been inconsistent throughout the season. And because of those offenses, I've said I I think both of these teams could make some noise in the postseason just because of how their rotations can can shut down opposing offenses, and that can carry you in October. But for either of these teams to have real, real World Series hopes and aspirations, I think we're going to need to see a more consistent offense from both the Brewers and the White Sox. How, how do you see it for these two teams? Yeah, totally. Uh, these both these teams are what, what at least what fifteen games over five hundred, and I don't think like we've seen really either of them clicking on all cylinders. Right. Um, you know, it's like for the Brewers, you know, you feel like they've never really had everything rolling for like a week. It's been like sure they've won X amount of games in a row, but largely it was because of they got maybe really great starting pitching that week, or maybe one week it was like we were talking about earlier about how they were just some. Uh, guys who stepped up in their lineups that you weren't expecting and they and they pulled out some close wins but point is that I don't think either of these teams have really had that, that consistent stretch where they played their best baseball yet um so they got both those teams have that working for them um while they're in obviously an envious and an advantageous position and I also think that the White Sox lineup though is like where I give them the edge and I know it's really weird to kind of say that after the past two days maybe but um, I, I do like their lineup a lot more than I like the Brewers lineup, even though the White Sox have been banged up. Um, so of the Brewers, but well, the White Sox, I just feel like they they have the edge there. And I also give them a lot of credit or put a lot of stock into the idea that, you know, I liked, I liked what they did last year. And they got they got into the Knicks and they, they knew what it took. And they, they felt those feelings that they felt when they came, came up short um, with a pretty solid team. And I think that will serve them well as we head into, you know, the stretch run in August and September. How active do you expect David Stearns and, and the brain trust of the Brewers to be as we, we creep up to the trade deadline here in five days? Will I, I know I know a lot of Brewers fans have their eyes on, on the same team and a couple of the same guys that a lot of White Sox fans do, and that's the other team here in Chicago and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Expect any big splash type of moves from the Brewers like that before the trade deadline comes and goes on Friday? That very well could happen. I'd argue that would definitely be something that, I mean, I would definitely advocate for one. Um, now, they could go a couple of different paths, though, the Brewers. I mean, they could go for that big name type player. Um, it doesn't really have to be a hitter, I don't think, either. I think it could be a starting pitcher um, because if you look at the way that they've man- they have managed their starting pitchers, sure, those guys have been excellent. Um, but that doesn't mean that you just sit sit on that and everything is okay. I mean, they, we know that they're trying to manage Freddie Peralta's innings. We saw that the other day. You have to be a little bit um, – you have to have some level of concern operating with Burns and Woodruff there um, just because they're still relatively young in their respective careers and they're doing this. And they're obviously in the backdrop of last season. Um, and so my point is, is that you may see them or we may see them uh, double down on their strength, which is starting pitching and run prevention or their entire pitching staff for that matter. Um, they still need to identify a couple more pieces, at least one more piece, I feel like, in the bullpen, perhaps two, um, depending on the health of Devin Williams. Um, and, yeah, you could see them 
pull off a, a trade for a bat. Uh, they, they could use, uh, say, a right-handed hitting first baseman um, because Kesson Hira has just never really gotten going at a, at a considerable rate. Um, or they can, or they can look to maybe fill um, fill the void with a bat at their base too, and maybe supplement uh, Luis Urias there. We can see them do a couple of different things. Um, as far as the Cubs go, I, I read David Stern say this. I think in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, you know, there's a reason they haven't made a whole lot of trades with the Cubs and the Cardinals over the years, and there's probably a reason for that. So um, I want to get my hopes up too much if I was a Brewers fan in that department um, or in that area, but. Overall, um, we've seen David Stearns and, and his group uh, make the moves necessary um, when they feel like they've had a really good team and they feel like they have a really good team this year. Talking with Will Salmon of The Athletic, covers the Brewers for them for a few more minutes here on Hit and Run, Rami Makhlouf, and for Matt Spiegel this Sunday afternoon. We've been talking about this matchup between these two teams, the Brewers and the White Sox throughout this conversation, Will, but more times than not, it's it's the Brewers and the Cubs that are going head-to-head, both on the field and, and, and in the standings, and obviously the Brewers getting the better of it this year and going for their fourth straight playoff run under Craig Council, and I think a lot of Cubs fans are, are looking at what's going on 90 miles north and, and the payroll there compared, compared to the payroll that the Cubs have here and, and scratching their head and going, how are those guys doing this? How are they doing it, Will, if you give us the Cliff Note version of it? And how sustainable do you think it is? How long do you think Cubs fans are going to be are going to be looking up or, or at least battling with the Milwaukee Brewers atop the NL Central? Well, the Brewers always remind me of the Rays in some ways. Now, unlike the Rays, they, they did lock up Christian Yelich to a long-term deal, and they said, hey, this is – uh, a tremendous player that we want to build something around. Um, but also, though, they try to give themselves the opportunity to be very competitive every single season. And what that means is they're not going to necessarily uh, go all in on any given year, perhaps, where they put all their eggs in that basket to sacrifice two years from now. They really walk a great balance, and they walk that line of we are open to the idea of acquiring help for, say, 2021, um, how exclusive that help is, that's kind of like where they draw the line because they always want to look at, okay, how could this help us two years from now as well or three years from now as well? And they, and if you look back at, their, at some of their moves, um, yes, they made the move to acquire Moustakis a couple of years back, and he was just a rental. Uh, but then in 2019, you know, they made some under-the-radar moves. Um, you know, Drew Pomeranz comes to mind. Uh, that was before he became like a, a lights-out reliever. And so, like, they, they do a good job of walking that line, and they also are doing a great job of, of scouting and developing players, and particularly on the pitching side. And that's how they've been able to win games, and that's been their identity. Identity, all of a sudden, is pitching. And so to answer your question about sustainability, well, uh, they have Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta all locked up uh, for, for at least, I think, 2025 off the top of my head. So those guys are pretty good, and that's not a bad way to have a have a foundation there. And that's that's really the identity of this team. And so they they feel pretty good about their chances of being pretty uh, pretty relevant, um, not only for the uh, remainder of this year, but for the next two years at least. Will, what kind of trade deadline uh, are you expecting? Not 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 for any of these teams we're talking about specifically, but just Major League Baseball as a whole. How much movement? How aggressive? You expect the teams in contention to be this year. It feels like things have slowed down 
both at the trade deadline and in the offseason when it comes to free agency in Major League Baseball the last few years. And it seems like teams just aren't willing to pay the price, whether we're talking about money or prospects or whatever it's going to take to pull off these trades that they were willing to pay in, in previous eras of Major League Baseball. Did I lose Will? I think I lost Will. I think I lost Will Salmon. That's all right. That was going to be my last question for him anyways, and then I was going to wrap things up and move it along, talk a little bit about Hawk Harrelson. That was Will Salmon of The Athletic covering the Brewers and joining me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Robbie Makloff in for Matt Spiegel. It's official. Hawk Harrelson is a Hall of Famer. A tribute to the Hawk coming up right after this. Robbie Makloff in for Matt on 670 The Score. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, I just want to share some good news with you and uh, let you know that you have been selected as the uh, 2020 Ford C. Frick Award uh, recipient. So congratulations and welcome to the club. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'll tell you, I, you know, I really appreciate it, but I, I also, I don't know how to, I've never felt like this, so I don't know what to say except thank you. Awesome, awesome stuff right there as Hawk gets to call that he's being, he's receiving the Ford C. Frick Award and being inducted into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown today, and that that has happened. Hawk made his speech, his acceptance speech, and uh, is a Hall of Famer now. It is official. We're going to hear some of that speech coming up in just a few minutes, but on this day that the Hawk gets the call and gets in the hall, wanted to bring you a, a tribute to Hawk produced by as only he can, sound guy extraordinaire of the Parkins and Spiegel show, Chris Tannehill, right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. You can put it on the board! Yes! Yes! Hell yeah! Here you go. Click to click. Fire 
see. Stretch. Catbird see. Get on back there. Look snort. Yes. Good speed aboard. TWTW. Council the postgame show. Dreaded lead off walk. There's a Kansas City special. Well, that's a can of corn. That's a hang whooping. There's a pat a pat cola for you. Dead gummit. It's all good. The wild pitch. You gotta be sleeping me. That didn't take long. Don't stop now, boys. Duck farts. Sacks packed with socks. Captains of attitude. Tricky's boys won't quit. Bully's happy. And Hanley is sad. Come on, Timo! Come on, Timo! Come on, Timo! Come on, Alexei! Come on, Alexei! Come on, Alexei! Come on, Alexei! Yes! Come on, Johnny Dex! Get back, Jermaine! Get back! No, Johnny, no, Johnny, no. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes. I love this game. I love that. I have really come to love that duck. I love the Cuban people. I love Tabasco sauce. And we'll be back. Here comes a big hurt. Mercy! Canyon. Blackjack McDowell. Uribe Lish. El Canyon. Does it again. The best left fielder I've ever seen in any time zone was Carl Yastrzemski. Beckham's got that good face. He's got the livest bat to come into this league since Carlos Delgado. Mancata. He's got a good baseball face. And that's how you get a 16,000 square foot house in Balls, you got to catch the ball, and the next rule is don't mess with Joe West. He's called the block again. Joe West deserves a suspension, is what he did. He needs a rest. Mike Burley is one of Joe West just wanted to stick it right up his behind, and he did. Close pitch didn't get him. That was not a strike, but Liz Paris just stuck the joint up as long as he's done. He has just another bad ball right there. This rule is BS. That's what it is. It's just not baseball. Uh -oh. Can't get him. Oh, no! He was safe at the no! And another blown call by Hernandez. What job? Oh, oh, what are you doing? He threw him out of the ball game. You gotta be faithing me. What in the hell are you doing? What are you doing, Wagner? According to Siri on my iPhone. Once again, Siri, well, she's having a tough day. Well, you know, sabermetrics in the last decade has been the most overrated thing to come into baseball. Uh, that's enough of that, Blackie. That's enough of that BS. Blackie is just a matter of time, buddy. I'm going downstairs. You take over, okay? Evening, everyone, and welcome to Chicago White Sox baseball. Sit back, relax, and strap it down. I'm Don Drysdale along with Ken Harrelson. All right, Donnie. Here's the Hawker root. All right, Wimpy. Get the Hawk Harrelson. All right, DJ. Ken Harrelson. All right, Steve, thank you. And once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to White Sox Baseball. Yes! Out there who didn't believe it, screw them. Joe Creedy, his second home 
champions of the 2005 Central Division. Yes! Down ball. Greedy. Yes! Mark Burley, a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. Number 500 for Jim Tony. Mark Burley has a perfect game going to the ninth. That ball hit deep in the left center field. Wise back, back. Makes the catch. What a play by Wise. Mercy. Under the circumstances, one of the greatest catches I have ever seen in 50 years in this game. Alexei. Yes. 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 The ball hit deep way back. You can put it on the board. Yes. Hell yes. Mercy, number 400 for Pauly. You can put it on the board. Yes. A grand slam by Jose Abreu. And the Sox win it 9-6. Our kids just will not quit. And this ball game is over! Marcy! One for Roo, chance this might be the last time you and I ever do a game together. And I want to tell you, all I can say, buddy, is I love you. I always will. Thanks, Sark. I love you, too. It's Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> hey, Hawk, how you doing? Well, yes, yeah, you take care of yourself, buddy. You know, I love you. You know that. Oh, I know that, and I love you, too, Ken. Pleasure playing with you. The one and only, Bob Buchan. I'm going to miss you, man. You're my pal. You know that. I know that. Bobby, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Hawk. I love I you. I love you, man. Wear that hat in good health now. <laughs> Where's the boots? The big hurt, Frank Thomas, with me today in the booth. Everything you've done for me, thank you. I love you, you know. You know I love you, too. You belong in the Hall of Fame, my friend, and it's just a matter of time before it happens. And I'll be the first one to ever meet and greet you. <laughs> my man. Hawk and Eric, we have shared some very precious memories today. It's been an honor, Hawk. It's going to be very tough for announcers to be memorable anymore. I don't think people can do the things that you've done. It's going to be a long time before there's anybody that's like a Hawk Harrelson. And AJ, as usual, buddy, it's great. Always great to see you. Thank you for having me. It was truly an honor, Hawk, and as always, I love you. Beautiful scene as both teams waved to Hawk, wishing him a fond farewell with his family in the background, which was just great. I want to thank the fans. Love our White Sox fans. When you take a man's money, you take a man's money, but when you take a man's time, you take a part of his life. And I want to thank the Sox fans for giving me almost 35 years of their time. And this ball game is over. I love you all. <laughs> and I always will. <laughs> As I said, I'll go in my way for that. <laughs> Thank you. There is a tribute to Hawk Harrelson, who uh, today accepted his induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame and the Ford C. Frick Award. A couple of texts that came in during that uh, from the 260. You can put it on the board. I won't try and do Hawk. You can put it on the board, yes. And this production job, touch them all. That was by the great sound guy extraordinaire, Chris Tannehill of the uh, Parkins and Spiegel Show. This is from you the 262. Put it on the board, Lance, Lance, yeah. 
from the 262. Why all the Hawk? Did he die? No, man. He was put into the Hall of Fame today. He did not die. Hawk is he's just fine. And this one from, from the No, he's not. Stop that. And this one from the 260. What a grand tour down memory lane. Two thumbs up. Four star kudos. Chef's kiss. And uh, you can text us as well. 312. 312- Six four four six seven six seven. What are you doing, Wagner? Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at Rosen Hyundai. We have just just a little bit of his speech today as uh, he accepted his induction into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. When you take a man's money, you take a man's money. But when you take a man's time, you take a part of his life. And I want to thank you all for all the parts of eight decades of your time. Thank you very much. That was Hawk Harrelson today in Cooperstown accepting his induction to the Hall of Fame. And and if you've been listening for the last few hours or if you know me from from my other hosting stints and and, and spots here on 670 The Score, you know diehard Cubs fan. Grew up on the north side and then in Palatine. Just a a diehard Cubs fan. And and when I was younger, I I don't feel like this is the case anymore, but when I was younger, there there was plenty of of hate between the Cubs and the Sox, and and when I was young and 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 stupid and naive, I just I just thought that's that's how things are, and and that's how it's done, and so I guess I I have to hate the White Sox. I've I've eased up on that a lot over the years, especially this particular group of White Sox players, fun group of guys to root for, and I've just I've just kind of dropped that whole thing. I love the Crosstown Classic and. I, I want to win those games as much as as any game over the course of the regular season, just for bragging rights over all my friends who are Sox fans. But the one guy who I could I could never hate on, I I, I never had anything bad to say about him, never anim- any animosity for the dude, even even when I did buy into that silliness, was Hawk Harrelson. Man, I, yes! I always exactly yes! hell yeah, hell yes, that I always. Just loved that dude and always loved that style of broadcaster. I was watching on MLB Network yesterday before the before the Cubs game started. They ran a little like five minute piece on Hawk Harrelson and and how he became the broadcaster that he is. And he's t- he was talking about how he came up with with all those sayings and expressions that you heard there over the course of of that seven minute tribute produced by Chris Tanhill. And and the thing is about a guy like a Hawk Harrelson and guys cut from that cloth is it's got to be natural, man. It's got to come off natural. It can't be forced. It can't feel like those those sayings, those phrases, those expressions are something that that you wrote out or planned or or was somehow somehow uh, uh, artificial and, and and created. And he was talking about put it on the board. That was from. He said that was a when he was playing golf one day, and this was before we had digital boards out on the golf course where the score would go up immediately. It was it was sort of a a process from from the hole to the scorekeeper to getting it up on the board. And he was playing golf one day, and his score wasn't getting up on the board fast enough, and so he just hollered, "Put it on the board!" and 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 he's and, and he and he realized he had caught on to something there and started using it. In baseball games, his his uh, mercy that thing he said that's just he said that's just how ev- that's that's something that everyone from Savannah, Georgia, where he's from, it's just something that everyone down there says and was kind of part of his vocabulary long before he was a baseball announcer and and he just was just a natural 
on that microphone and and just a guy who is as as smooth as could come and I don't know who the exchange was with in that tribute that we heard Sean you might know but somebody was saying to Hawk like it's going to be a long time before we get another Hawk Harrelson guys announcers don't do what you do anymore and and that is so so true and all due respect to the play-by-play announcers of the modern era of baseball, and especially in Chicago, we're super, super lucky to have Ron, or excuse me, to have Pat and and Boog, and to have Jason and and Len Casper on the other side of the of the of town. We're super, super lucky to have those guys, and they're they're among the best of of those that are doing it today. But those personalities, man, those types of personalities, the Hawk Harrelsons, the the Harry Carries, you heard him talking with Bob Euchre there for a few minutes in in that tribute. Those guys are just few and far between, if if even around at all nowadays. It's just it's just not the way things are now. If you're going to get any sort of color or personality in most baseball boots nowadays, it's more coming from the color analyst and the play by play guy more often than not is is sort of playing the straight man and not necessarily putting his full his full personality on display and and guys like Hawk, guys like Harry Carey, guys like Bob Euchre literally made me want to do what I do for a living. I think a lot of a lot of the guys who would be those guys in this generation are probably doing sports talk radio more and more these days or podcasts because 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 it's where you can go and show your personality and have some fun and be funny and be wacky and be weird and I I I when I stated my, when I declared my major in college, I said I want to watch baseball, talk about it, have fun talking about it, and get paid for it. And here I am filling in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run, and guys like Hawk and Harry Carey and Bob Uecker were were the inspiration for that. So uh, my thanks to Hawk Harrelson and congratulations and very very well deserved induction into the Hall of Fame today. My thanks also to Bruce Levine. Senior score baseball expert Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic, Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com, Will Salmon, who covers the Brewers for The Athletic, and Sean Anderson, producer extraordinaire, back in the studio, and Matt Spiegel and Mitch Rosen for letting me sit in this chair and fill in for Matt on Hit and Run this Sunday. Cubs baseball is coming up next. They take on the Diamondbacks, 1245 first pitch, 1245 pregame, I should say, 120 first pitch with Zach and Ron on the call. For Sean Anderson, Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to Hit and Run. I'll talk to you again soon right here on 670 The Score, Chicago's sports talk radio station and your home for Chicago Cubs baseball. And this ball game is over. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.